Joining us on the program today is Pat Cunningham. She's with the Grady County Historical Society and the Grady County Museum. Pat, good to have you back on the show. It's great to be back. It's been a while. It has been, and uh, a lot of good news for the Historical Uh Society and the museum. But uh, uh, just talk about uh, things kind of getting back to normal. I'm I'm guessing crowds are, or more people are coming back into the museum and asking for tours and things Mm -hmm. like that. Well, they don't really ask for tours as such. They just come on in, right? (laughs) But we noticed last summer that people from across the state were getting out of the house. And uh, just to give you an example of this last week, we had a gentleman from Oregon in, and when he left, here came the, the gentleman from Florida. The one from Oregon was doing family research. The one from Florida was bringing us a donation. And when they left, we get a phone call from Wyoming from the original uh, descendants of the original Owsley jewelry store and marble shop family here in town before statehood. And they are bringing us the this summer the family's original beautiful living room furniture, state-of-the-art, I mean, gorgeous. It will be in an alcove where no one will be allowed to touch it, sure. that kind of thing. But that tells you that happens frequently in our days. We have people from all over the country. Uh, where we, see, we have gotten donations all the way from Washington to North Carolina to uh, New Brunsville, Texas, to, to in the north of us. It's just so, amazing, yeah, uh, yeah. the stories, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. It's, it's got to be fascinating. Yeah, right. It's People that are aware of us and basically have figured out we do try to take care of the things. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, talk about some current displays that uh, okay. folks can come on in and see. I'm glad you asked because for the first time in years, the museum is in literally a mess <laughs> because we are totally redoing things. We got uh, the Everett Martin insurance uh, office stuff, the 1930s uh, oak furniture. So the barn that used to be inside in the main gallery is now being placed in an outside east window. The office furniture is now in another one. We're going to display it for the insurance company right now. But then all we have to do is just take down the signage and then we can uh, promote or let everyone know about businesses and other activities and groups from uh, all the towns throughout the county, and that's kind of where that one is starting. Uh, we're redoing the whole inside. Uh, when you walk in, there's now a, a new a cabinet in the center, thanks to Jay's Jewelry, and then uh, Chickasha Granite uh, gave us a piece of granite that goes on the top. So when you walk in, you have a, a better view and a little display, and uh, some of the little storage pieces are gone because we have new ones that will be installed tomorrow. Uh, the Blue Star Museum display that we hope to be, get started on and within a month will take change out the military room, and the transportation room is sort of in progress. But the other side is the kitchen display that's on the outside. It will be changed soon because we have a buckboard from Mr. Tuthill again, that we'll, we'll have to take the wheels off, do the same thing as we did to the wagon that oh went my. on the east side, 
And people <coughs> walk by and think, how did they get it yeah. in there? It's called, you take it apart and put it back <laughs> together. But we're changing it to have the outside of the farm home and less of the stuff inside the mm-hmm. farmhouse in that window. Uh, so it's a whole new world. Uh, give us a couple more weeks, and you really won't recognize the place. So folks can really come by uh, once a month and probably see something different. But uh, again, uh, we, you get you get things every day, nearly oh, uh, new artifacts well, the, and things the like visitors that. Visitors that come in, their favorite thing is to come when we have gotten new stuff, so they can actually go kind of look at it. Yeah. they think that's the fun part. They see the new things. It's sort of my favorite part. I get to see the new things first and sort through them. But, uh, yeah, it, we have people that literally, we've even had people from Canada in this spring. So I'm sure you're familiar with the Chickasha, uh, some of the Facebook uh, posts that uh, every day uh, there are some people that post some old photographs of Chickasha or, you know, I remember this. What do you remember about Chickasha mm-hmm. and things like that? Mm-hmm. Some really fascinating uh, mm-hmm. photos uh, and information about mm-hmm. uh, about that, and they should just stop by the museum from time to time. I'm sure you could probably help them out with a lot of that. Yes, if they want to donate some photos, sure, we'll take them <laughs> up. Uh, we we have a collection of somewhere between ten and twelve thousand fo- original photos of the area. Uh, How are they categorized? Uh, they are when we. When I started, they were in two boxes on second floor. Oh, my. <laughs> they are in multiple file cabinets. Uh, matter of fact, with the grants that we've gotten over the last three years, we've added, uh, with the two new ones that are to be unpacked, there'll be six new file cabinets, and we already had six. So we have to decide on which stringers on the floor we want to put all this stuff. But um, they are filled with the original photos alphabetized by category and name. There's a whole file cabinet just on pictures of people. Then there's one that that has the people with their original documents and genealogies, if we have it, and other stories that go with them. And then we have the just, the other, there are five that have the stories of just those photos, A through Z, and the documents, uh, A through Z. A lot of people, a little extra thing that a lot of people don't realize, we have the original trial papers and everything from Al Jennings' trial and the uh, subpoenas that went to the witnesses and all of that. And who was Al Jennings? Remind the folks. Al Jennings was an attorney. He went with his brother to rob a train. Not the wisest decision. They they robbed the train. He was caught because the train carried mail. It made it a federal offense. So he was tried, convicted, and sent to Ohio. Being an attorney, he became the attorney for all the fellow inmates. And he did some research and realized they didn't rob the mail. They robbed the passengers. Therefore, he got a pardon. How about that? He came back, ran for a state office, later ended up out in Hollywood. (laughs) What a great story. (laughs) All right, so uh, let's talk about the museum hours and uh, things like that. Yeah. And Normally we're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 3. I tell uh, people that from out of town, call to, to double check. I do not always have a substitute backup. If I have an appointment somewhere, uh, sometimes I simply have to close the door and leave a note, Pat is gone for the afternoon kind of thing, come back and see us. Uh, but if you kind of call ahead uh 
you can find out for sure, unless there's an emergency kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. But uh, we tried going to four hours a week so I could have a day off. I didn't. It doesn't work. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, a lot of places aren't open on Mondays. Monday's one of our bigger days. So uh, we just went back to it. Uh, the other dilemma for us, in a sense, is starting now through September, a lot of the people show up about three-ish. And, you know, so we almost need to go to four. But we may be able to do a little bit about that because we have the possibility of two additional volunteers and we're also will have an, a USAO intern for part of the summer as well uh, so that's really good yeah. so uh, but uh, so let's talk about your interns a little bit and uh, the things that, that they are doing and and uh, are helping well, out yeah. with well the USAO intern will be she's finishing up out at the university mm-hmm. now then she'll be get, getting started and she'll be with us uh at least one afternoon for 10 weeks she she has she's completing a course so she can graduate at the end of the summer so she's doing it with us good and uh i have a list of things that for her to be doing is really more of the uh planning displays and working with the the blue star uh, museum and that sort of thing as well as part of her job is to basically observe and get involved in what it takes to actually run a museum because she's one headed to graduate school in uh, history and that sort of thing. Uh, I have two uh, young um, Mormon women who uh, come twice a week for about an hour and a half at a time. Right now, the two that we have are very, very skilled in computers, and they're doing an awesome job and they have already scanned between the this group and the previous group they've already scanned scrapbooks scrapbooks that we could not share with the public but for some reason Chickasha schools did not have an annual from 1925 to 1945 we still do not know the reason why but these scrapbooks are from young women who were there in the late 20s early 30s that give a glimpse of that era once we get all this scanned, also the other half of a recent grant will provide the funds to network our inventory with the Oklahoma History Center and anyone else that wants to go in on through our website that will be updated and installed very soon, thanks to Cassie Poole, a member of the board mm-hmm. who's designing this herself. We're blessed that she has those skills. And once that happens, you can look at what we have. You cannot copy. If you want to copy into that, you'll have to come and see us. Mm-hmm. But you can go through it and see and look at all the pictures. Uh, so we have people working on that project because that is part of how we, we ask for the equipment and the storage materials in order to preserve it and also to copy all of this so that we could share it because that's part of our mission. It's not only to treasure or to preserve, but to share and educate. And so you can't share it if you can't let the people look at it. And that's where we're at right now. So you've uh, been working diligently uh, the last few years. You've received a number of grants. We kind of alluded to that already. Uh, yeah. but, uh, uh, We've gotten four <coughs> grants in the last three years. Three years ago, the Oklahoma History Center asked for funds from the state legislature to provide small grants to um, museums and uh, nonprofits out across the state. 
We applied. We received a $10,000 grant uh, the first year, uh, a little less than five each of the last two years, and all of it was targeting to the care and management of our collections. We've did, you should not store paper, a lot of things in all these plastic tubs. Sometimes you do the best you can. Or uh, Archival boxes are safe, but regular cardboard boxes, uh, the, the paper is a high acid content. Mm-hmm. A lot of the uh, other paper that, the wrap, that you wrap things in is. So you, you need the proper materials to uh, protect if you're going to have these things stored like a lot of our scrapbooks and a lot of other documents that are multiple pages you would put an inner leaf in and then ever so often you trade those out trying to protect the paper uh, we now have proper boxes for the huge collection of quilts and we just finished uh, redoing those where there's no more than like two quilts in a box carefully folded with the tissue paper which means that every six months you refold them so you don't have creases or you roll them kind of thing in the tissue paper uh, we have gotten as I alluded to all of the file cabinets the other thing is you're not supposed to store all your book collection on wood bookshelves critters live in wood so if you we now have the metal bookshelves in the um, what we call the annex to the main room, the suite A, with, where there's a lot of art and other uh, relics in there. We got uh, we already had it in the military room through a previous grant years ago. We now have the two bookshelves in the transportation room, which is a new exhibit that we're building based on items from uh, Dean Scherf, who used to live here and has an awesome Rock Island Railroad collection. And right now, sitting in the halls, in boxes, are four new bookshelves that will be put in the main gallery and the uh, two uh, file cabinets that will go with it. We have the place ready for for those to be placed and then there's also uh, a carpeted dolly it's 60 inches long and has um, pipe dividers on it so and carpeted for doors we have uh, four historic doors one from a a home in Verdon one from the Jews original home up the street Uh, there's one from the Farwell house that shows a a scene of a cattle and the oil well that's etched on it. The family sold their home. They replaced the back door and gave us that one because of the Farwell connection. And then uh, we uh, are hoping to get an additional door. I've got to finish writing the letter to the mayor because there's a door on the building in town that we want. That's another story. Details to come, I guess. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> right. Very good. Uh, well, I will tell you exactly what I'm asking for. Several years ago, Bill Moore, well, just before the pandemic and the lockdown, Bill Moore came through. He had written a book on jails in Texas. He's doing one on Oklahoma that's due out soon, and I, we've been working with them. I just recently sent him the the last detail that I could find that stated the number of jails that had been in town. And so he has that. And he's been here to tour the old jail building. 
it's not in the greatest condition. We have photos of where this disintegrating. He said, because of that, and since people do not go inside, save the door to the cell. Put it where it's safe at the museum. And that's what, and uh, it had been approved, but there's different people in charge at City mm-hmm. Hall, so we'll go back through the process. All right. So that's a, the territorial jail. It's a fascinating uh, yes. uh, when folks come down to the depot and, and see all that. So yeah. uh, but it's a. Uh, and, also, we want better pictures of the inside because the walls aren't built like you think. It's like two before stacked on one top right. of one. And mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of thing. But anyway, uh, we were just back to the grants. Truly blessed to be able to get all of this because without it, we would not be able to take care of things. And be, and for some reason right now, our donations are liter- quite literally mushrooming. In the middle of yesterday... We had another lady who called the day before about bringing something in that related to the drama and music departments at the university. It was a, a play, and uh, someone that was here wrote it, and it was put on back in the 50s or 60s. And Anyway, it's things that, little things, and then you get the big items and the other treasures in between. So. That's got to be fascinating, and uh, you've been doing it a long time, and you just it yeah, continues yeah. to you know, just keep you focused and just something new yeah. every day. Yeah. It, as I tell people, I was supposed to have been retired two years ago, and I'm still doing this. It is my exercise. Uh, it's amazing how many steps a person can get <laughs> in a day in a museum. Uh, uh, I've... Basically, it's a 7,000-step day. Just there you there, go. There Good. Yeah, somebody should, we should follow you around, I guess. <laughs> if you came down to follow me, I would put you to work. I bet you would. Yeah. And there's something else I would like to share with sure. you and everybody. Uh, in the hallway, we have Mavis Miller and her husband, George mm-hmm. Miller. Well, George, the little signage on George basically told his name and when he was born and when he died. And we needed to um, move some things around. Just for the record, uh, George was the longtime uh, editor. That's what we're getting Uh, to. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So I thought, we have all this information on Mavis. We know nothing about George (laughs) other than he served in the World War II, and he um, used to be a president of the Historical Society. I dug out George's obituary. George is a fascinating man with himself. Found out he was, went through the CCC. Then he became uh, a crewman on bombers over the South Pacific during World War II. He returns to Los Angeles, goes to um, radio and reporting school, two different versions, arrives in Chickasha, and his first job is as a reporter in 1949 for a brand-new radio station called KWCO. How about that? <laughs> then he uh, later that year, he leaves to become a reporter for the Chickasha Daily Express. That's like, uh, then he becomes the editor for the Chickasha Star. Then he becomes the editor for the Chickasha Daily Express, where he stays until his retirement. So George's information on the wall is now just as long or longer than Mavis's. <laughs> uh, he was also, both of them were charter members of the Historical Society 
and George was his second president, and he served for like 10 years. A so, great fit. I remember them when I first came to Chickasha, and what a what a great couple, and yeah. wonderful, and, wonderful. And yesterday, the movers were giggling in the hall. I, they were climbing to put up the new signage by the uh, portraits, and one of them looked down and said, Mavis Miller, it's written on the ladder. And I said, yes, it's Mavis's ladder. <laughs> So, oh, that's great. Yeah. But uh, I, then I had to tell him, well, technically you shouldn't be using it uh, because it's a metal ladder and you should yeah. have the other kind. But they, they picked up the wrong ladder. They got it done. <laughs> and okay. I said, if you were an electrician, we would really be in trouble. But that's okay. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, your board. And uh, the, I guess they meet about once a month or once uh, a quarter or so. Uh, they meet once a month, although this last month they did not meet because of had a bit some winter weather or something, probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Something it, else. It, it, was, it was me, uh, a little bit of a health issue, and I asked for the night off. <laughs> uh, there's only one item that really needs information, and I'll visit with uh, Dr. Cliff uh, probably, if not today, before Friday. It involves planning our annual meeting in November. There's a possible speaker that you've met. His new book is coming out, and we would love to have him back, and I need to get him on the calendar if possible. He's a great speaker. He, he yeah, really right, is. Yeah. And so that is the, the only. Otherwise, they get emails uh, frequently and updates. Um, there are eight of them at the moment. Uh, I alluded to um, Cassie a while ago, who's doing our... Um, website she's also straightened out our facebook uh our facebook was well most people who have facebook right now would understand with the new meta thing and all they had to we had to redo it and set it up differently mm -hmm. and that has been accomplished and so for the first time in a year i actually can respond to requests very good I had people out there who I could write in the new things, and I would uh, occasionally put in, if you have a response or request, please c contact us, and I give our uh, email address or a phone number. I don't think any of them ever read that because I kept getting additional information, you know, notifications and requests, which I could not respond to because I did not know the information. How well, glad we got that to. taken care of for sure. Oh, so me let's too. talk more about so the annual meetings usually in November. It's mm -hmm. normally on the first Monday in November. Uh, we've tried changing it a couple of times. Once it was changed, it wasn't our fault. It was somebody else's. Uh, Tradition is hard to break. Yes, it is. So we're sticking with the first Monday. Also, you have to work around all the other events that happened at the end of the year. And so we're this year we're hoping to be able to get back and actually have a true meeting. The last two years they've been we've met the letter of the law. We met. <laughs> there you go. And we've had a, a two or three extra you know people involved each time. So it was uh, we took care of business. Uh, but it would be awesome to get back. And, and also, at this point, we're trying to get new members. Uh, we're only, f we're a nonprofit. We're not, we don't receive for us daily operations any governmental uh, assistance. Uh, we own our own building. Matter of fact, we even own the gym building next to us, which those three, those two buildings were built to s together. Mm -hmm. uh, our dream in the future is to 
get them back, put the opening back in between them. Uh, but donations, uh, memberships, memberships. Uh, yeah, right, are vital. This last year, when we sent out the uh, memberships, and because we also did not have the annual meeting, we asked people to donate extra the cost of a meal if we had had it. And many of them would round it up a little. So, Good for them. Yes. And so we have, we've survived. The 2020 was a difficult year. We're blessed to still be in, have the open doors. Uh, it's better now. Uh, but still, it's one of those things that, you know, we're not blessed with having an extra 100000 in the uh if we had an extra 100000 the elevator would be repaired. Right now, we get a new certificate every 60 days, and we got to hurry up or we're going to run, because that costs us $200 oh each time. But our elevator, uh, it's the current one that they, they're looking at in the block. I think we're the third one in the block that's getting the visits. Uh, we're making progress. Good, good. Uh, so, but it's still going to cost us, you know, a lot extra. A new elevator, it's like a hundred and fifty thousand. Oh my! Yes, and in, you know, right now we're hang, trying to hang on and just do what's necessary. I don't walk the stairs. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I go. Everybody else walks the stairs. I will I ride the elevator. You do with, enough steps, seven thousand steps yeah, a day is yeah, plenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I ride the elevator with my snack in one pocket and my telephone in the other, but uh, we. We're required to have a phone in the elevator, and the information is on my phone to download. Uh, I, we know how we're going to do that. We don't have to have a landline, and that's going to save us a lot. And so th there's hope. It's just taking a little longer, but if they will just bear with us, we'll get there. Slow and steady. That's what you've been over the years, no doubt about it. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> Pat, thanks for coming in today. Uh, stop by the museum uh, anytime, no charge. No uh, charge. But, uh, but uh, donate, please, and uh, sign yeah. the registry yeah. by all means. Yeah. Uh, we have a donation box. Uh, matter of fact, uh, many people who come in who uh, ask for assistance for genealogy and other information will make a donation. Uh, one yesterday after receiving help, became a member. And it's just, just, what is a membership? For a family or individual? Uh, 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 or? Uh, individual, family, together. It's the same. It's $50. And then we have what we call a sustaining one, the one who wants to donate a little more. That's 100 uh, Businesses are 200 And I send uh, an IRS letter out to everyone who's donated 100 or more for any reason so that they'll have it for their taxes. Pat Cunningham with the Grady County Historical Society and the Grady County Museum. Stop by when you can. Pat, thanks again. Appreciate it.